Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Why is everybody always picking on me? That's him on his knees. I know that's him. Getting seven come eleven down in the boys' gym. Everybody always picking on me. Oh, so good. This could be the theme song for George Santos and for the transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. But let's uh, cease and desist with the uh, great music here. That is George Santos' theme uh, music as he came out of the uh, booking uh, arraignment center out in Central Islip Federal Court after being charged with 13 serious charges of basically appropriating money uh, that was meant for his campaign to spend on personal items, personal travel, and let's face it, a whole gaggle uh, of um, expenses not related to his campaign to become uh, the congressman of the 3rd Congressional District to replace Tom Swasey, which... To everyone's surprise, he did. To the Nassau County GOP who put him up uh, and supported him two times. The first time he lost in the presidential year to Tom Swasey. The second time to the Pisha, the Schmendrick, the uh, person of no consequence. Zimmerman, oh, woe is me. Oh, God. Democrats, uh, Jacobs, the state chairman based out of uh, Long Island, is responsible for this. Not having dropped dime on George Santos, they knew uh, his nefarious background. It had been uh, actually published in the North Shore Leader in September of that election year. And uh, the Democrats used none of that information. Zimmerman had debates against them, never mentioned any of it. And the Republicans took $185,000 from George Santos to once again secure that he would be the Republican candidate. After meeting with me, trying to convince me to run for the seat, which I couldn't quite understand, and also Andrew Giuliani, almost simultaneously, unbeknownst to both of us. And more importantly, they knew that he was uh, tainted. But again, nobody, nobody thought that he would win. And secondarily, uh, Nassau County GOP, Peter King and that lot continue to blame the Queens GOP for putting up George Santos as their candidate, which is absolute nonsense. Uh, it's such a small part of the uh, George Santos District, 3rd Congressional District, it's Whitestone. You think uh, they're going to say, hey, Queens, uh, Queens County GOP, uh, is uh, George Santos okay? Yeah, no, they do their own background checks, their own vetting. Shame on, shame on the Republicans out there calling for his ouster because they know that they're going to have to run against George Santos. That's right, every Democrat is going to paint them as George Santos. And shame on the Democrats, Hakeem Jeffries saying that he should leave when we know the Democrats want him to stay in office for his full term and run for re-election because it will hamper 
Republicans throughout the tri-state area. So let's get down to the audio tape of what George Santos was saying, like lens lights, loving every second of it, before a gaggle of reporters and paparazzi from around the world claiming, uh, using uh, Trump terminology. It's all a witch hunt. It's a witch hunt because it, it, it makes no sense that in four months, four months, five months, I'm indicted. You have Joe Biden's entire family receiving deposits from nine, nine family members receiving money from foreign, from foreign destinations into their bank accounts. It's been years of exposing. A lot of you here have reported on them, and yet no investigation is launched into them. I'm going to fight. I well, and I'm just going. I'm getting back to that. I'm going to fight my battle. I'm going to deliver. I'm going to fight the witch hunt. I'm going to take care of clearing my name. Wow, he learned from Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, about how to pivot and shift. <laughs> he blamed the Biden crime family. Okay, let's try it again. Uh, what about Speaker McCarthy, who wants to keep, uh, who wants to keep George Santos, who hasn't told one truth in his entire life from his day of birth? Wants to keep him in his house seat, but doesn't want him to run for re-election. I'm not going to address just the speaker. I'll address leadership. I appreciate everybody's patience with with my presence in Congress. So as we know, the Republicans have a three-seat majority. They lose Santos. Special election is called. And you know Tom Swasey wins that district in a landslide as he makes his comeback and says, I am the political Mashiach. I am here to save the North Shore. To, uh, to restore the honor, the tradition, and all that nonsense. But the point is, it's a fait accompli. Any Republicans running against him, and again, George Santos has signaled that he wants to run for re-election. You got this other guy, Rizzo Gizzo, a uh, total nut job and insurgent from February, excuse me, January 6th, was arrested by the FBI. He's put in papers. There are a number of other good Republican candidates, but let's face it, if Swazi wants it, which he does, Swazi will probably get it, uh, whether it's in the general election or if it's a special election. And then uh, here's uh, George Santos talking about how he's fighting for his innocence, fighting for the district, fighting for the voters, and fighting for his innocence. I have my right to fight to prove my innocence, as the government has the right to fight to try to uh, find me guilty in whatever charges they want. I love these politicians, these crooks. They're always fighting for their innocence. This guy is dead on arrival. And again, the next piece of this has to be, how come the Republicans in Long Island gave him a pass, the Nassau County GOP? How come state party chairman, leader of the Democrats in Long Island, Jacobs, and Zimmerman, the little pishish man, who used to hide behind Cindy Adams, you know, Joan Hambert. Oh, I didn't know, I didn't know. Shut up. And then, of course, to you, Lou, and all of you Met fans, <laughs> to add insult to injury, he's one of yours. Lou, he's one of yours. Hey, guys, today is opening day. As a good old Mets fan, I know you guys aren't going to be playing until April 6th back home, but in good old fashion, let's go Mets! Yeah, let's go Mets, right? Three snaps up from the drag queen from the outskirts of Rio de Janeiro, who for three years trained, went to all kinds of drag queen pageants. 
to try to become drag queen of the year for the annual carnival in Rio. I know all about it. I've been there for the carnival. A ton. I mean, a ton of drag queens come from Sao Paulo, from Rio, all over the country to participate. And, hey, hey George, uh, excuse me, uh, George Santos was considered JV. He wasn't ready for prime time. And he was a legitimate drag queen for three years. So when we played that song, the Charlie Brown song, nobody nobody gives me any respect. It's almost like Rodney Dangerfield, right, right? Why is everybody always picking on me? It's Dylan Mulvaney, who has caused the number one beer of all time, right, Bud Light. Number one in sales, Bud Light. Defeated all the competition. The Clydesdales have been put on the shelf. Nobody wants Clydesdales at their events. Nobody wants to buy any of the Bush beer products, including the old traditional Budweiser beer. I mean, their stock is just falling into the abyss. And guess what? Dylan Mulvaney, influencer, still making money on Instagram. Because remember, Maybelline uh, has signed her up. There are other product endorsements that Mulvaney, he, she, they uh, have signed up for. But Mulvaney says... That she can't sleep at night. Like, truly, I was like, oh, God, how do I fix this? Mm -hmm. And now there are hundreds of thousands of people Mm -hmm. that do not like me. Mm -hmm. And I still sometimes can't sleep. But Mm -hmm. it, in a weird way, has been a blessing to sort of break that Mm people-pleasing mentality Mm -hmm. because... I can't. There's no way that I can win those people over. And, And I actually, if you'll go back to some of my earlier videos, like... I was like pleading with these people that, you know, I was anything. I was like, what can I say to show them a different part of myself? What can I do? Well, let me tell you something, Dylan Mulvaney. When you had an opportunity to appeal to the general masses, most of whom really didn't care. I mean, they really didn't care. You know, Bud Light, whatever. But when you talked about your crotch shot, and pretty much uh, began your decline into the abyss. I was walking around and everyone was staring. And I was like, oh, okay, what's going on? And they were all staring directly at my crotch. And I went, oh, I forgot that my crotch doesn't look like other women's crotches sometimes. Because mine doesn't look like a little Barbie pocket. Peekaboo, I see you, right? Oh, my God. You know, they deserve one another. George Santos should hook up and do a press conference with Dylan Mulvaney. And they can commiserate with one another. They can claim that they're being prejudiced against because uh, one is a drag queen. That's George Santos. He also claims he's gay. God only knows what he is because we can't believe anything he says. And Dylan Mulvaney can say that uh, he, she, they has been so totally maligned. Well, we go from uh, this three-ring circus P.T. Barnum never had a better three-ring circus than what we saw from George Santos uh, and Dylan Mulvaney. To what is an absolute outrage that the citizens of Orange County must take their Orange County executive and make him responsible for. He's a Republican, just like Ed Day is the county executive in nearby Rockland, a Republican, former NYPD cop. Ed Day moved expeditiously to get a um, an order, a temporary restraining order against 
the owners and operators, the LLC, uh, and its uh, citizen, uh, who, uh, again, get a pad and a pen. I'm going to give you all the information about the owners and operators of the Armoni Hotel right in Rockland County. A temporary restraining order has been issued by a judge, so they are not to take in any of the illegals from New York City. But a dollar short and a day late, and I'm still very suspicious about Steve Newhouse being so slow to seek a temporary restraining order uh, for the Crossroads Hotel in Newburgh. By the way, get a pad and a pen because the team of Sliwa and Sliwa, my wife Nancy, who is an e-attorney, we have found out who the owners and operators of the Crossroads Hotel are. A bit of a sticky wicket. Oh, boy. A lot of, uh, you got to walk to a maze on this one. And as I've always said, follow the money. Follow the money. So uh, two buses have left the Port Authority. City officials were there to wave bon voyage to the illegal aliens who had come into New York City. And they have shipped them, uh, and they are in uh, movement right now to the Crossroads Hotel in Newburgh. And what was it, Steve Newhouse, that pendejo? That's right, they call him a pendejo because he's a coward. And God only knows if he's been wine dined in pocket line. I don't trust any of these politicians, Democrats or Republicans, when it comes to this. Uh, now he's seeking a state of uh, emergency declaration, which does nothing but a temporary restraining order in court. What was he waiting for? Ed Day did it expeditiously. Right after Rob Astorino's interview Saturday, boom, he went for the temporary restraining order against the Armani Hotel in Rockland, Orangeburg. And now Steve Newhouse, the pendejo, is seeking a temporary restraining order as the buses are already on their way up Route 17. No, they're not going to the Catskills, the Irish uh, Riviera, the Irish Alps. They're not going to the Jewish Himalayas. They're on their way to Newburgh where... Newburgh has always become a repository of late for all of our problems. Halfway houses, prisoners out of state prison, people with drug addictions, rehab centers. You have a person with a problem. The state of New York just houses them in uh, Camden by the Hudson. Great city called Newburgh. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small fee in America. Adele, Adele. Well, with the expiration of Title 42 tonight. Uh, Joe Biden, the President of the United States, who seems to be in a fog nonstop as he was in Westchester County yesterday to talk about the economy and also jobs. Let's see, one part of it was uh, in Westchester County uh, Community College, was in Reginald Bowman's district, the uh, socialist enemy of America. And the front entrance, I believe, was in uh, Lawler, Congressman Lawler's district, mostly Rockland County, parts of Westchester. Two totally different uh, elected officials there. But he completely skirted the issue of uh, Title 42, uh, totally uh, out the door by 12 midnight tonight. 
the tens of thousands of illegals who uh, are ready to do a bum rush across uh, the border uh, with the United States, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California. They're just ready to tear out as if it's like the gold rush because they think there's gold in the streets. And why wouldn't they? The way it's been presented to them on Channel 41 and 47, especially when it comes to our mayor, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, with the $5,000 customized suits, and he's become mayor of the illegal aliens because whatever they want, they get, and they hear that in Spanish on Channel 41, Telemundo, and they hear that on Spanish on Channel 47. Okay, so let's uh, go yesterday before uh, the president arrived. In the Mid-Hudson Valley, in Westchester, Rockland, what did he have to say? <laughs> it's going to be chaotic for a while. 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 It's oh, be yeah. It's been while. chaotic before. It's been chaotic today. It'll be even more chaotic tomorrow when it comes to the illegal aliens invading our country. And yesterday, I and uh, Nancy, my wife, uh, we were walking down Madison Avenue. We had a meeting up near 57th. And I said, hey, let's let's go down Madison. Right opposite St. Patrick's Cathedral is the old Hem- Helmsley Hotel, Palace Hotel. Magnificent building, takes up a block. It's owned by new ownership. It's basically Euro trash who come there, foreigners, and they're very wealthy. Um. And I said to myself, gee, the rectory for Cardinal Dolan is right across the street. Gee, well, well, Dolan was there in uh, August welcoming the first illegals that were coming in from Texas. These just aren't cases. These just aren't, uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> these just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names. And with dads and moms, they've had a terrible journey, but yet they're filled. They're, I don't see any animosity or any. They're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way. The church has been there. Well, let's face it. Uh, down by 45th and Madison, the city is now paying $225 million in a three-year lease with Pakistani International Airlines that owns the old Roosevelt Hotel that has been empty for three years. They're going to house a thousand single, able-bodied Venezuelans. They're going to house them right there. And the city councilman in that area, Keith Powers, uh, he's welcoming them. He's uh, he's awaiting their arrival. He he just wants to give them whatever they want, just like Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. And uh, I was out there yesterday with Brian Robinson, who was running against him as a Republican in the Upper East Side District, District 4, to say, hell no. So I'm thinking as I was walking up Madison Avenue with Nancy, and we were right opposite the rectory of St. Patrick's Cathedral where Cardinal Dolan uh, is housed. Why not the city taking over the old Helmsley Palace Hotel? It's still active. Like I said, it tends to care for the wealthy, the rich, the globetrotters, tourists, and the Euro trash. Just take it over. How's all the illegal aliens there? And Cardinal Dolan can come over uh, with uh, Catholic charities and take care of them there. Can give them communion, the sacraments. Hey, why not? You're encouraging them to come here, Cardinal Dolan. 
Catholic Charities is getting the federal dollars to put them on buses and ship them to where they want to go and almost universally when they come across the border in Juarez. As we've heard from illegal after illegal, when they're asked that question, you want to go to Chicago, you want to go to Washington, D.C., or you want to go to New York, what do they all say? Nueva York, Nueva York, because they put us up in hotels. And now we have a situation with just... um, at approximately 11 o'clock this morning. So they should be uh, arriving in Newburgh as we speak. The City of New York Department of Homeless Services filled two buses with immigrants, about a total of maybe 40. And they're shipping them up to the um, Crossroads Hotel, which is in Newburgh. And we've discussed this before. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in Orange County, Forget your county executive, Steve Newhouse. He's a pendejo. Uh, he's a coward. He has been a dollar short and a day late on this issue. He just now is going to court to try to get an emergency order to block the hotel from receiving these illegal aliens. Just now. Whereas that day in Rockland County, we're going to get to that momentarily, uh, went early in the week. And he got his court order that is temporarily suspended. Uh, the hotel there, the Armoni, from receiving any of the illegals from New York City. So naturally, Eric Adams, who's intent on forcing this issue, notice it's in Republican areas. There's a Republican county executive, Ed Day, former NYPD cop in Rockland, and Steve Newhouse, a Republican county executive in Orange County, where Newburgh is. So this uh, hotel uh, apparently approached the city of New York. I haven't been able to tie up all the details, but the Crossroads Hotel is a lot different than the Armani Hotel in Rockland. So get your pads and pens if you're living in Orange County, because this apparently Steve Newhouse and his staff didn't want to do, because who knows, maybe they're getting greased. So you have this Crossroads Hotel. That's the name outside. And yesterday, the workers at the Crossroads Hotel we're putting up welcoming signs in Spanish ahead of the illegals arriving from New York. So they knew they were coming up today. They knew that. And then Steve Newhouse says, oh, we're rushing to get a court order to block that. This should have been done a week ago. Should have been done a week ago. Now, where is it in Newburgh? Crossroads Hotel is right off I-84. And it's in a cluster, a commercial area next to an ice skating rink, a gym, not much else. It's residential housing. But it is a dumping ground for humans. Humans that do not want to be dealt with in other parts of New York State from Buffalo to Brooklyn. So if you just gotten out of prison, there's halfway houses there. If you have a dope problem, there's uh, rehab centers there. If you're emotionally disturbed, they put you there in uh, what they call residential housing. If ever there is a problem anywhere in New York State, the battle cry is nobody cares in Orange County, the elected officials. They get greased. They turn their back. And we can just ship them there. It's become the Camden on the Hudson. It is disgraziata. It is a shanda. I've spent a lot of time in Newburgh, and I scratch my head, and I say, man, this is corruption central. I don't care if they're Democrats or Republicans. And Steve Newhouse, he obviously is a representative of that. Now, let me give you, write it down if you're in Orange County. So this was sold in April 10th of last year. So a year ago to the Ascend Hotel Collection. 
They bought the Crossroads Hotel there. It's uh, operated under an LLC called Ames Newberg Management. That's Ames Newberg Management LLC. So who is the Ascend Hotel Collection? Well, they're a huge conglomerate. They have 179 hotels throughout the United States, and they also have holdings internationally. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a huge shell game here. So it's one of many interchangeable hotels that they own. And this is technology. You're not going to tell me that Steve Newhouse, the Republican County Executive in Orange County, didn't know these people. Of course he knew them. Maybe they have donated money to Republicans and Democrats there. Typical wine, dined in pocket line. That's what's happened in all these hotels here in New York City. In fact, uh, just to give you an update, because nobody's really paying attention, in addition to the Roosevelt Hotel, follow the money there. A thousand rooms, thousand able-bodied young men from Venezuela who are coming in with designer clothes, with jewelry, with watches, with iPhones, with smartphones, and tourist uh, luggage with uh, that they can roll through. You know they didn't walk through the mosquito-infested jungles of Panama to work their way to uh, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, and Mexico to get to the border. No, they flew there. They flew to the border. And they're all queued up and ready to make that bum rush across. They haven't been in Venezuela in seven years. They've been living in Colombia. They've been living in Chile. They've been living in Argentina. They're doing well. But let's face it, you can't do any better than getting into New York City. And they know in New York City, the backup of ICE checking uh, your status, your asylum status, 13 years when they may get a court date. And they'll slip through the cracks. So we got to really pin this down. This huge conglomerate owns the Crossroads Hotel, and they were defying everybody. They were putting out welcome signs. Now let's go to Rockland County, because we've been talking about that uh, for a long time. For this past week, when Rob Astorino broke the story on his show Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 as he talked to County Executive Ed Day. The owner and operator of the Armoni Hotel in Orangeburg is Ida Ostriker of Muncie. She purchased that former Holiday Inn at 329 Route 30 for the price of $5.8 million in September of 2021. It's a 171-room hotel, thinking she was going to turn it into a spa like Gurney's. She owns this property through an independent LLC which is registered in Spring Valley in Rockland County called Palisades Estates, LLC. Follow the money, ladies and gentlemen. I can't say it enough. Hey, by the way, uh, do you have uh, Eric Adams, uh, uh, Lou, with his famous follow the money? It's all about the money. Follow the money. Adams is getting greased. Hoku is getting greased. Republicans are getting greased. Democrats are getting greased. Man, this is... This is a cash business because, man, you get money from a lot of different sources that you're never going to have to report, and it's all protected by the LLC status. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Follow the money, ladies and gentlemen. Follow the money. This is the Riffin' Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. 
so sorry if we caused you any pain. We're so sorry. You should have seen that Mama Luke Frank Morano this morning on Sid uh, Rosenberg's show. You know, he was blustering uh, earlier in the week that he was going to challenge um, this vote before the commission about Sid suspending him. He was going to have Arthur Idella, you know, the subway writer, not the lawyer represent him with Ron Kuby, whose mommy is a commie. He was blustering. He was going to defy this vote. And then this morning, he whimpered in like the little Mama Luke that he is. And he begged, begged, please don't put me up for a vote before the commission. Because he knew, and this was my uh, request, that he would be whacked. I think through the prism of hindsight, I probably uh, did not do the right thing. And uh, huh? if Bo felt that that was a violation of uh, of our trust, then yes, I absolutely will apologize. And he apologized to Bo Deedle. Uh, for uh, taping a phone conversation. I don't even think it's legal here in New York State anyway. He could have been in, like, double trouble. But uh, he was all apologetic. Please, please. Well, what happened to Arthur Idala? What happened to Ron Kuby? What happened to your defense? It was all a facade. Because he knew the votes in the commission were against him. Led by Tommy Lucchese, Bo Dito, he plays that part in The Godfather of Harlem. He plays a great role there. And uh, he wanted this guy's head on a platter. And he had already lobbied Lou. He lobbied Justin Ellick. They weren't going to defy uh, Bo and Sid, as sympathetic as he is, because he loves Frank Morano, who kisses his ass all the time. Uh, he was going to vote to uh, suspend him, too, from the... Uh, Sid Rosenberg and friends. Uh, and here was Bo Dito hearing the apology and basically uh, acknowledging that he wasn't going to he wasn't going to call for the vote that, that I was more than happy to testify. at. You know, we got to hit up with the Frank Morano thing. You know what? I accept his apology. He apologized two times. He admitted because if he was going to start his cover up. The cover-up was going to be worse because I had the evidence. And I had my man, Curtis Lee, ready to be an eyewitness, ready to testify. I had the recordings. I had the paper, the dead New York Post. He admitted, and you want to know something? I'm in a forgiving mood. I'm in a forgiving mood. Are you in a forgiving mood because President Trump? No, I I want President Trump to learn from my forgiving mood. (laughs) When you say something that's not the facts or not the truth, you have to admit you were wrong. And if he starts doing that, you know what? It's all about forgiving. But that certainly didn't happen last night in that CNN town hall meeting up in Manchester. There was no, no going back for Donald Trump. He's reliving 2020. He, This man is obsessed with it. Can you publicly acknowledge that you did lose the 2020 election? Let me me just go on. If you look at True the Vote, they found millions of votes on camera, on government cameras, where uh, they were stuffing ballot boxes. So with all of that, I think it's a shame that what happened, I think it's a very sad thing for our country. He's a sore loser. He lost. You know, Richard Nixon lost a close election, and many said... And I agree that the Kennedy family stole from him in Illinois, lost, and then went on and became president in 68. Likewise, Al Gore beat Bush 43. There's no doubt about it. They stole the election in Florida, the Bush family. They had Jeb Bush as the governor, and you know the rest of that story, all right? He sucked it up and he moved on. But, oh, no, 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 no. 
No, no, no. Oh, last night, that's all we heard was, oh, there was election fraud. He's an election denier. Going to go back, going to deal with this. The whole election, if he becomes the Republican nominee, is going to be about how they stole the election from me. It's like nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. And then he went on last night uh, when one of the folks in the audience, a friendly audience of Republicans from throughout New Hampshire, were gathered at the CNN town hall meeting. Will you suspend polarizing talk of election fraud during your run for president? Yeah, unless I see election fraud. If I see election fraud, I think I have an obligation to say it. And you know what we went through? Uh, a short while ago has really put our country in a big problem. Uh, I hope to do that. I hope we're going to have very honest elections. Uh, we should have voter ID. We should have one-day elections. We should have paper ballots instead of these mail-in votes. But uh, the answer is yes, and I hope that it's going to be very straight up, because if it's going to be straight up, we're going to win the election. Oh, my God, here it is. He sees election fraud behind every corner. Now he's talking about one-day elections again. I'm telling you, as a Republican who has not only run my own election for mayor and is running elections for other Republicans who are facing Democrats, there is early elections, and uh, Trump does not advocate that Republicans get out there and take advantage of early elections. That's like, in some places, 10 days. Uh, Most of the people who vote are elderly. They're 55-plus. Many of them are 65 plus and have some physical issues. So getting to the polls is something that Republicans have to encourage them to do. But they hear Trump say, no, no, just vote on Election Day. That has hurt Republicans. And then voter ID, it's not going to happen. And then the paper ballots, well, look at Florida, which has had uh, two elections back to back. So many of their votes are on paper. And they've elected DeSantis overwhelmingly, like 20 by 20 percentage points. So, ladies and gentlemen, we heard uh, Donald Trump not at all apologetic at all. Still, uh, he's a revisionist. He won't get past the election of 2020. We got Joe Biden, who is operating in a fog as this country uh, descends into the abyss. And so many Americans that I talk to agree with me. It should be out with the old and in with the new. We need new people running for the presidency. Time to go home, Donald Trump to Mar-a-Lago. Time to go home to Wilmington, Delaware, Joe Biden, because you guys just want to replay 2020.